Hello there, my name is Avi Winters and I am your drama fiend. I review dramas and movies, but I analyze the crap out of them. Today, as the title says, I will be talking about the uncanny counter. And there will be spoilers, by the way. If you want to take a look at all the dramas and movies I've reviewed, like your name engraved herein, Nobody Knows, and even Kairos, I also talk about dramas and movies from other countries other than Taiwan and Korea. So check those out. Let's start. I kept hearing about how awesome this show was and all the ratings around this show and I kept ignoring it because I figured it just wouldn't be for me. And I already had shows that I was waiting for and watching. I initially decided to watch because I saw a small YouTube autoplay preview of Ji Chung Shin subduing Baek Hyang and I fell in love with Ji Chung Shin. So I am admitting that I watched because someone was very attractive but I stayed for the entertainment and the awesomeness that is this show. So we're going to talk about the counters. I love our counters. Even the first time we were introduced to them, they were all likable characters and still are. They also have their backstories that make them who they are and why they became who they are now. My favorite counter is Dohana. Yes, because I think her backstory and character is just so cool that I would love to see her fight alongside me <laughs> and anyone else. I was craving to know more of her backstory because we knew that her family died due to poison, but it didn't really get touched on. Like, um, who was the culprit? Until like the last episode, or sort of until the last episode, um, when Hana said she doesn't know what happened that day. Still, this could lead into the second season, I'm hoping. I feel like someone close to them or one of the family members tried to harm the entire family. It could have been one of her parents, honestly. I only see things like the whole family getting poisoned in dramas would be due to a family member believing someone among them is like evil or wanted to go but decided to take the whole family with them. This should be touched on in the next season and I hope they don't ignore it either. But I love Hana because she's an outspoken and straight to the point character. She doesn't let anyone in until you've earned it. Next counter I'm going to be talking about is Gamotak. I think he's very handsome and he's also very funny. I think I laughed mostly due to him. Like the way he lands in Jung is hilarious or when he bothers Hana is funny, especially like if like we're, our main focus was like someone else, but you could see him bothering Hana on the side, which I thought was cute. His past that we showed once he got his memory back about him jumping off the roof so that he can go out by his own means, like on his own terms, instead of having Changyu and his thugs kill him was shocking to me. I thought someone pushed him at first. I thought that his relationship with Kim Jong-un didn't get the attention it deserved and he didn't get to say goodbye or even see her at Jung, which was sad. When he finally regained his memory and went to meet her, I knew what was going to happen since the baddies mentioned dealing with Kim Jong-un, but it was still sad seeing Gamotak going through that turmoil. I like seeing him angry when fighting only, being silly, and being confident. So when her death affected Gamotak, it also affected me, because I don't like seeing him sad. So, so Moon is a ball of happiness. Despite what happened to him and his parents, I love what he became when he became a counter. He used it for good to protect the kids and his friends at school from the bully gang that was going around. But also being a counter made him even more capable of protecting his loved ones though. It was so satisfying seeing jerks like Shagu and his crew getting what they deserved. It pains me seeing bullies as it's so prevalent and impacted me as a teen. His love for his counter comrades, his closest friends and human beings made me emotional. He always tries to help people, and I especially love that about him. 
I also got so upset at Weigand for stripping So Moon of being a counter in the middle of a war with someone as strong and as beautiful as Ji Chung Shin. Why did she think that was a good time to do that? I can't answer that. So Moon was meant to be a counter just like the rest of them. Lastly, the healer Chu Meok Ajuma. I hadn't noticed at first that her hair was getting whiter until So Moon was so badly injured by that sexy Ji Chung Shin. I feel her pain every time she heals someone. She has this mom or grandma feel to her depending on your age. Her empathy is her power and she's taking their pain in order to heal them. So they're basically the person injured is sharing their pain with her and she feels every single thing. I do have something to say about her past though with her son. What are the chances that she becomes connected to her son after his death? Like he becomes a member of Jung, right? And he's in this other world. Yet that is her counterpart. How did that happen? And it wasn't answered in the show. Also, their tragic moment, which led to her son's death, wasn't explained. Were they on a boat? They'd have to be, though, since, you know, they were fully clothed. But I didn't see any other bodies floating. So this small bit of um, information that was left out could be leading to a second season or leading into second, the second season. As I said about Hana's story, I think it will, though, because I do need an explanation. I'm, I'm still lost about that. Unless they said it, please correct me. We've received thorough details on So Moon's and Gamotak's past, but not the women. Or that could be it, but I need more detail because they surely didn't spend a lot of time on our female counters than they did for our male counters. But doesn't mean I disliked it. Just something that I wished was added. But maybe the writers didn't feel the need to explain it further. Or they're holding it out for season two. I'm going to say that one. <laughs> So I'm going to talk about the counters and their bond. The counters work so well together and it makes me smile every time they collaborate to take an evil spirit down. When Hana and Gamotag first fought the unbelievably handsome Ji Chung Shin, I'll stop with that. Then when they fought him together, it was entertaining. I had to stop everything I was doing just to pay attention. The fighting scenes were well choreographed. When Hana wrapped her legs around Ji Chung Shin and then Motak, he punched him. Like this is a team right here. And then when they fought Mayor Shin for the final time, it made me smile so hard seeing them like this because they kept getting split up a lot in the episodes. So sometimes they would falter because they weren't all together and they are stronger together. And so when they fight together, it's just they can dominate. Also, the way they all care for Chumeo was heartwarming. They all really seem like a family. So when the evil spirits asked, if they were a family at the end, I was sad that So Moon said no, but they are to me though. They are a family. Um, let's talk about the character development in this show. I hate movies and dramas where we go through the entire show and there is a miraculous change of character suddenly or the character stays the same despite going through so much. Like there was no character development, but the show wasn't what I described just now because it had tons of character development even with Ji Chung Shin albeit it was a small one and it was a downward spiral and not a positive development. We saw Hana change into someone who is more open, seems more caring, and allows people to actually put their hands on her although not anyone but her other counters. We all knew she was going through some inner turmoil which is why she was always to herself but as So Moon got close to her she opened up although very unwilling she opened up. That's how she was able to help So Moon when he found out the truth behind his parents which is why she's my favorite counter. Um, so Moon and Hana bonded over you know loss of parents you know especially she also lost a sister. But not saying that she also didn't care about anything beforehand. It's just that she didn't show it. And she tried not to for fear of losing more loved ones. 
I think that Samoon had character development as well, like major character development. He's a teenage boy dealing with high school drama, like bullies, and he's also dealing with a disability. He didn't know what happened to his parents, so he blamed himself for years until he found out the truth. You saw him lose control due to all the emotions he was dealing with and finding out Ji Chung Shin murdered his parents and the person responsible for putting a hit out on him. All of that weighed heavily on him. So he reached a breaking point trying to get Ji Chung Shin by himself and he nearly paid the ultimate price for it. What made him see his power and why he's a counter was that big battle at the construction site. Seeing his counter comrades in a dire situation and every time he would cry, I would cry. He went through too much but then to also help the bully who bullied everyone, it touched my heart. I started crying when Ming came with the bike and he was, and so Min was like, you can stay at his parents' villa. And I was just like, oh, like, I love who he is as a person and only wish that my nephews and, you know, my nieces could be as awesome as he is. I know he's just a character, but still, like, he's an amazing example of a character, of a good person that you hope to meet in your life. So let's talk about the comedic moments because this show is known for its moments of serious moments, but also its comedic moments. I love the moments when their plan comes into fruition and all of them are there to see the evildoer get served with justice. Their little dance number that they did also was fun and, and cute. I also love the moments between So Moon and his friend's reaction to seeing him jump up high and mentioning things about his abilities and the complete bond between him and his friends is really strong. And I wouldn't mind a lot more moments like that in the next season. They really make him who he is and he makes up who they are. Like someone said that they were basically his parents after his parents died. So we're going to talk about the bullying as well. This touched me and I cried every single time. I am a crybaby. So I did not like seeing Umin and Jiyun get hurt by Hyogu. The fight in the school where Soumin just went down the line and beat like the top bully's butt was so satisfying to see. How he smacked one of them once, like one of the guys once and he was out cold just shaking on the floor that final fight though where those guys crossed the line and hurt jiyun tilted me so moon going to save his friends made me relieved but the aftermath of so moon's choice scared me but he didn't have a choice though not really he had to save his friends why would he turn a blind eye to that he needed to save him i was hoping that shogu would end up being his friend like Ungmin, but i guess shogu did too much and nearly crossed the line Ungmin didn't do clearly that much damage I don't think Hyogu should have dropped out of school considering his future isn't so bright because in dramas, if you are a child of a murderer, your future is nearly unforeseeable. So let's quickly talk about the fight scenes. Hana is a treasure. Her fight scenes with evil spirits make me want to learn a fighting style. Whoever they hired to be the fighter choreographer should be praised along with the stunt men and stunt women who did these scenes. I loved each and every scene, but my favorite ones are with Hana and Ji Chungshin. Yes, they are my favorite characters and I'm going to segue that in to talk about Ji Chung Shin. Here's my time to talk about Ji Chung Shin and why his role was so perfect that I want him in the next season. <laughs> I usually say that once a villain is defeated there is no point in bringing them back especially if it's the same the same runaround that we already been through and I would say just let it lie. I feel like Ji Chung Shin will return in one form or another next season. I'll explain why in a bit. I'll just speak about his background for a little bit. Ji Chung Shin was adopted by Sang Pil and was used by that man to kill people. He raised his boy to be a murderer in exchange. Ji Chung Shin basically called him father and that's about it. He wasn't a father in any other way it seems. Ji Chung Shin 
worked and lived at that construction site while desperately wishing that he had a family of his own or at least uh, his father would give him attention. But he was satisfied with how little he would get from Sangpil because he didn't really know any better or at least understood. You can see his behavior change when the man would call him um, or he would show up in front of him. Junction would get all smiley and childlike when his father would call him. He wanted to impress his father. He wanted to keep his father pleased with him because after all, Sangpil chose Ji Chengshin. So I guess he owes Sangpil a lot since Chengshin was abandoned by his birth parents and before then was abused by his caretaker at the foster home for kids. Doesn't make what he's done as an adult okay, though, because it isn't. He only has bad memories and this man adopting him was considered a good memory. You can see when he went back to the home for kids that he mentioned to the little boy that his parents will be back even knowing that they probably weren't and just giving the kid hope. And then he also killed his caretaker who used to abuse him. It seems like Ji Chung Shin only acknowledged the pain from when he was a kid and not after the adoption, not what Sang Pil has put him through or forced him to do. And thus, when his father tried to kill him, Sang Pil, you can see how hurt and betrayed he felt. Ji Chung Shin only killed his father because he was going to kill him first. Yet after that, the last flashback we saw was a normal memory of his father and it was just about his father having a recording of what Mayor Shin and that problem was and not horrible times with his father. Which means he really did love that man a lot. But I love when a villain has meaning behind them, which is why I was also attached to this person. I did want him to be taken down though. I didn't want him to continue killing people or continue to hurt, you know, So Moon and Hana. No, no, he needs to pay for what he's done. We also saw a softer side to Ji Chung Shin towards the end when he went to the foster home and he protected a kid from one of his underlings. He doesn't want them to become like him so he's aware that he's not a good person and it's not his fault but blindly following his father as a teen at that time to kill was a choice that he chose to make and paid the price for it. When he was struggling to control the evil spirit as well in him from killing the kid, I thought this would eventually make him go through some sort of torment between him and his evil spirit. But in the end, he killed himself, which I'll have my thoughts on that in a bit. So let's talk about the change of writer. It was on Soompi and other news outlets that a writer left the show after a disagreement of the plot, I believe. And it was said that she was credited up until episode 12. And I can say that I felt the change in the show ever so slightly, but it made me think if these were a few of the reasons. One in which is Ji Chung Shin unnecessarily killing himself was sort of shocking and seemed like BS to me because he was safe to flee when the kid was stopping So Moon from summoning the evil spirit. He could have gotten in the car just like Baek Kyung Hee did but for him using suicide as an excuse in a way so So Moon wouldn't touch him like holding the gun to his own head and jumping in the car saying that if you come close I will remove your parents and they'll become nothing he could have used that I felt like this was confusing and unnecessary but also I might be just a little biased because that was technically Ji Chung Shin's last episode so take that with a grain of salt number two a new counter what was the point of showing him? Was it to heal Chumeok Ajima? But they could have done it in a different way. What was the point of letting us know counters just retire but they still have their powers? Because the information was okay. It's just that it was something that they could have told us earlier on but they just seemed to rush this information to us with this introduction of a new counter with a like, by the way, counters just retire with their power. So, you know, it's all gravy. No, it just seemed like it, they were just giving us way too much information at that time. Is an old counter coming back for revenge or grudge in season two? That's why they just threw it out there like that so randomly. I didn't care for Jungu, mainly because we were just introduced to him and we didn't know anything about him until that very episode that we introduced him in. His appearance 
and death happened way too fast for me to feel any attachment towards him. And bear with me. And why were they crying for the otherworldly partner that escaped him when he'd just go into another person in a coma? It happened to Wigan? Or am I confusing things? It's not like Mayor Shin sucked the spirit out of him. Jung-gu was murdered and his otherworldly partner would have just went somewhere else. So why were Wigan and the rest crying? It makes no sense to me. Cry for Jung-gu who actually died, not this guy who can jump into the next person in a coma. That made no sense. These were small details though that I feel like might have had to do with the plot feeling off and may have to do with the writer leaving. I'm not sure. I'm just assuming. These are questions that I still have that I hope will be answered in the next season. Who was Ajashi's Chue Jangmul otherworldly counterpart? I always wondered that, which is why I speculated that Chue Jangmul at the beginning was going to betray them or had a hidden past because they never said who his otherworldly partner was, but apparently counters retire and the spirit that was in them just stays in them? Like that wasn't explained either. How did the people at Yoon get chosen? Chue Ok's son was chosen, but why? What is it about him that he was able to stay at Jung to help counters? This wasn't explained. Was he just that darn good of a human being that he deserved this spot? Or was he special in some way? Next question is, can we get Yi Sun Bin as a permanent cast member next season, please? I also want to know who and why Hana's family were poisoned because it wasn't her uncle. He was just someone who didn't care about her and he was a dirty human being anyway. Lastly, Ji Chung Shin said that, I bet you think this is over. This will go on forever. Your cursed fate will lead you to a painful death. It makes me think that maybe he knows something that the viewers and the counters don't know yet. Ji Chung Shin had a level 4 evil spirit inside him. Even the people at Yoon couldn't say what powers he actually possessed because they never faced anything like that. Yet could one of those powers be future readings? Could he foresee the future? He has touched So Moon a lot, and what was scary was that although the evil spirit was no longer in him, while he went through the door with the oily people, he was smiling like he was embracing it. It was like home for him. I feel like somehow he'll get out next season. I feel like it's not the last we've seen of him. And thank you, Jung, that he didn't have a shirt on. I spoke about my speculations and predictions for next season, but my final one before we wrap up. The next season will probably be an enemy within. Since they are talking about hiring more counters, at least Wigan said, I don't want them to because I'm fine with our main counters, but that's what I'm thinking. So Moon is so strong now that I do think we need an enemy within or someone who can fight at his level. Now my conclusion. This is why I continued to watch this show. The character development being on point, the action, the relatability of knowing how it was to be a student, the acting, the comedy, the suspense, and G-Junction. Thank goodness I did not allow this drama to pass me by and I will be watching the next season. So this is it. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash aviawinters, A-V-I-A-W-I-N-T-E-R-S. I upload every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Once again, thank you so much for listening wherever you are in this massive world. Until now, it's been Aviawinters. This has been a long one. Stay safe out there, everyone. Laters.